Welcome to Lacrosse Classified on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network. Your home for the latest news from the National Lacrosse League and Indoor Lacrosse. Now, let's talk some lacrosse with your hosts, Jake Elliott and Evan Schemenauer. Ho, 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 lacrosse fans. Merry Christmas Eve as welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network, no weeks off here for us at Lax Class as we get set to bring you episode 59 here on a Tuesday, the day before Christmas. Uh, Evan, it's mine, Jake Elliott. Let's bring in Evan Sheminar right off the top here, my co-host here on Lax Class. Evan, uh, Merry Christmas. I know it's freezing cold back in Saskatoon. Uh, you guys pretty much get a white Christmas every time, don't you? Uh, no, actually, we don't every year. There was one or two years where we had a brown Christmas. And... <laughs> a brown Christmas? I'm a little worried yeah, to ask what that Christmas is. Because the thing, you, know, you got to remember that everything, all the leaves are off the trees. There's nothing nice and green out, but, you know, it's no snow on the ground. So that's, we've had it a few times, but actually... Well, it's what we would call light jacket weather here today in Saskatchewan, which I know you and the the lower mainland would consider, mm. you know, death-defying cold. But mm-hmm. it's like it's like what minus five. It's nothing. Okay. Like, well, hey, you know, uh, yeah. listen, uh, myself and and Danny decided that uh, we're going to have Christmas a little bit early. So we did. We opened presents last night. I uh, got myself a brand new jacket uh, to bring to Saskatchewan. Uh, next month, so I'm looking forward to that. Got a bunch of new workout gear. Just got off the scale, Evan. Broken the 300-pound plateau down to 297, which totals 95 pounds. Five more to go to reach 100 here by January 12th is the goal. Cue the applause. And you think back to that one photo that triggered the whole mm. weight loss, yeah. right? yeah. Well, it was, yeah, I mean, it was that and a number of other things. Like, I, I recall, like, when I first stepped on the scale, I, I looked at Danny and I said, oh, I, I think this thing's broken. <laughs> and, she, and she looked at me and kind of was like, eh, I don't think it is, Jake, you know, and that was kind of like, whoa, like, that was the eye opener. But uh, the photo and, and a couple other things, um, Got got the ball rolling, and uh, I got a bunch of workout gear from for Christmas. I got some new shoes, some uh, new leggings, and shorts, and dry fit shirts, and all sorts of stuff. So I'm set to. I even got myself a new Fitbit watch, which I, I'm super excited about, and uh, took that thing out for a spin today, actually. So good times over here. I, I should mention though, <laughs> I had my daughter over here last night. We will get to Lacrosse Classified here, by the way, um, and you know I. I I did some wrapping. I threw the presents under the tree, and there's a couple from Santa. And a co- so I made the mistake. <laughs> Here's rookie rookie dad move here. I, I made the mistake of putting the presents under the tree early, and a couple were from Santa. So my <laughs> 10-year-old daughter goes, uh, Dad, uh, there's there's already a couple of presents under the tree from Santa. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I say to this, so I, I said that uh, Santa needed some help rapping, and and he asked me to to help him out a little bit. And she said, "Well, do you think he's coming back?" And I said, 
yeah, he's got to come back because he's got to put stuff in your stocking, of course, and he's got to eat, you know, milk and cookies and all the rest. So I think I bailed myself out. You know, like she's right at the age 10, I think, is when you kind of start to figure it out that Santa Claus might not be real. So uh, I, I I screwed up. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I, I dug yeah. myself out of that one. No, this is the first year actually our kids did figure it out, so we haven't even tried this year to hide it. Yeah, so. yeah. No, yeah. Uh, you got all your shopping done. You're you're ready to go. Oh, I, you recall? I am a bargain shopper that gets oh right. Done yeah, you like in you, you, yeah. You shop in October and like, get it done. Like when my dad opened his present last night, we were doing a little family thing. I bought that present back in April. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, just one more sleep until till the big man in the red suit shows up. So looking forward to it and happy to be here. And we got a great show on deck, Evan. We haven't even mentioned our two guests here on episode 59. From the Colorado Mammoth, from Team Canada, from the Peterborough Lakers, Robert Hope, first-timer on Lax Class, will join us here in about 15, 20 minutes from now. And then our old friend, the Chancellor, the one of the voices of the Vancouver Warriors, as we go back-to-back Warriors, something we don't normally do here on Lacrosse Classified. But truth be told, tried to get a, a a member from the Halifax Thunderbirds, and I know like we're it's December the twenty third as we record here. People got lots going on. Uh, we debated whether even doing the show this week or maybe take a week off. I don't like taking weeks off, uh, so we're we're gonna soldier through. But uh, Brad was good enough to step up. As uh, couldn't run down Stevie Keogh, couldn't run down Clark Peterson, and, and Pat Gregoire said he was going to be drunk and just didn't want to be on the show. <laughs> and actually, last year we taped this on December 26th, and I think both guests were still kind of in the Christmas hangover mode. Sure. But, you know, we got through it. We got through it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll get through this as well, and then uh, we'll come back at you a week from. Tuesday, and that'll be just the day before New Year's Eve. So we'll look for another, and that's going to be a huge show because we're going to have so much to talk about. We got so much to talk about this episode as well. We got eight games on deck this week, Evan, and you get to host who you got as we both went one in one. As let's get in to who we had. Who we have presented by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. More than just a boot store, they carry a wide range of outerwear. And jean jackets, including the all-time classic Storm Rider. One more shopping day left, Evan. You can put that thing on uh, expedited delivery. Get your Storm Rider under the tree in time for Christmas. Shop online at stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Happy Merry Christmas to everybody there at Stampede Tack and Western Wear, of course, and uh, who we had light week, light week four, just two games on the docket here, Evan. Uh, Let's start with Halifax and Rochester. This is a pretty entertaining, both these games this week were pretty entertaining, I must say, as uh, game number two in the facts there, and our man Pat Gregoire behind the mic there with Pete Dalladay, nice job up in the booth and, and a nice job from Halifax here. Once again, 14, 12 Rochester looking much better than they did in their opening game, but come up a couple of goals short here against the T-Birds. Now, of course we knew that Rochester had a lot of big names on offense in game one. They just couldn't figure it out, but they finally got it figured out. And a game that we thought was going to be relatively lopsided. All of a sudden, 
wasn't heart attack mode. I went and started looking at the Who You Got page because only, what was it, five people had taken Rochester. So if, if you had taken Rochester and they managed to pull it off, you were in good shape. Now, you may have to have a little bit of concern if you are the Halifax defense and goaltending here that, you know, only 44 shots, 12 of them in the back of the net, a team that's still trying to find its identity. Halifax is going to live and die by its defense, and they normally have when they were back in Rochester. So a little bit of a concern there, but what a game from Graham Hossack. Was there anything this guy didn't do? He had an assist. He had two goals. You know, Absolutely uh, laid out no, Patty like, Saunders. You know, 11 loose balls. You know, you know like – there wasn't anything this guy didn't do. The you know the cyborg as we all yeah, no, to call I, him I've, I've coined him the cyborg, and Gregoire went with it on the broadcast, which I absolutely loved. He threw a big team guy out there. He dropped an oh my goodness as well. Uh, he was checking off all the boxes uh, on the broadcast there. But you're right, Hasek. I mean, we've all talked about his defensive prowess and, and everything that he does on the back end. But now the guy coming off that summer with the Shamrocks is, has found his scoring touch. And if Graham Hossick, the cyborg continues to score like he is like, just, just put it down in black Sharpie that this guy is the best lacrosse player on the planet right now in box lacrosse, because he he's number one on defense. I don't think there's any disputing that. Like Kyle Rubish coming in a close second right now. But if he starts to find his scoring touch like he has to start this year and he continues this all year long, forget it. Like this guy is the MVP, is the defensive player of the year. He's he's all of it. Yeah, and a few other milestones as well in this game. Um now Ryan Banesh, now I had the stat wrong a few weeks ago. He is now number nine right. all-time NLL scoring. And Jay Thornburg finally passes Jeff Snyder's all-time face-off win total, which when you think about just how dominant Snyder is, like that's astounding to pass that number. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Congratulations to Ryan Banesh, by the way, who moves into ninth past Mark Stainhouse. And you just you look at that list, and I, I probably could rattle it off at the top of my head here, Evan, but you're talking about John Tavares, Gary Gate, John Grant, Josh Sanderson, Colin Doyle, Dan Dawson, and Ryan Banesh, there he is at number nine now, and still some real productive years ahead of him. And and who knows, Sean Evans on that list as well. Who knows where he ends up? But uh, congratulations to him, and, and what a career, and, and still going strong. Uh, Deep Fryer looked good in those Rochester pipes as well, and you got to think he's going to be the guy going forward after that performance. Uh, speaking of goaltenders, Evan, how neither of these guys were named into the three stars blows my freaking mind. And it and it starts to lead me down the path here again of whoever is picking three stars in the National Lacrosse League, take your job a little more seriously. And include the defenders and goaltenders. Quit looking at just the points on the score sheet and going, okay, there's number one, there's number two. The, these guys were lights out all night long and deserve some recognition. And I'm talking about Dylan Ward were and they? the Phenom okay, Christian that, Del Bianco. Okay, that's the that's the other game here, right? I mean, this yeah, no, game I'm here, moving on. I'm moving on. I'm right. moving on. Fourteen, twelve yeah, is the, the final. Because the thing is, in this particular game, Graham Hosick is not in the three star. Well, that's ridiculous which, too. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? That's ridiculous. Clark too. Peterson, uh, you know, getting his first couple NLL goals. Okay, yeah, I can I can buy that. 
but Graham Hossack was the player of the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But moving on, Evan, to, to Colorado, you just kind of took the wind out of my sails there a little bit. Uh, but how – you tell me how Dylan Ward and Christian Del neither one named in the three stars in an 8-7 overtime game at the Saddle Dome. I mean, how ridiculous is it in the first place that you allow eight goals in 65 minutes and you lose, right? I mean, that on its own is a little astounding. But, yeah, it was these two guys that were keeping their team in it all night, and I I don't get it. You know, definitely the game of the year, and I know some people might, might have found it a little boring because the no goal— way. If you found, away, if you found that to, game boring, Evan, you're watching the wrong game. It, it's just the, the the low level of scoring. But Who I mean, cares? It, then you've got to start to understand there's more to this game than offense. Um, now, without Dane Doby in the lineup, Curtis Dixon, I hate to say it, he was trying to push himself way too hard mm. to make up for this here. You know, he took 25 shots in this game. Wow. And and scored once. Wow. That's a lot. Right? <laughs> that is that, a lot of shots. 12, 12 on target and 13 missing. Yeah, I don't know what the record is right. for shot attempts in a game, but that's that's got to be approaching the record there. That is a lot of takes. And and I get it. Like, I mean, he's, he's trying to put the team on his back here a little bit, but he's still surrounded by a lot of good players there. Uh, Marshall King really stepping up on that right side. Uh, Dan Taylor had a strong game for Calgary as well. And as big as the loss is for Dane Doby, and and, and kudos to the Roughnecks and, and their banner-raising ceremony, Doby was on hand. Danny McRae, the former captain, was there as well. Um, they're going to be okay there in Calgary without Doby for a few games. Like, they got a lot up front. Mm-hmm. They got a lot up front. And still no Dutch. Like, I mean, he's coming back too. The other thing, though, you got to give Colorado a lot of credit for. They were down five on three for oh, an extended man. period yeah. in that overtime. Calgary, if you don't score on a five on three, you know you got to kind of put that one on yourself. Yeah, for losing it. But you know, and geez, thing with the Canaries there, his his rookie goal <laughs> that was something else. It was a behind the back pass from Wardle in traffic. And he's getting hit, and he's he's off balance, and he just literally whips it behind his back, top shelf. And yeah, geez, no, I mean like, like and he's not even behind his back though, Evan. He is he is his back is facing the goal, so he's blindly shooting that thing. He's not even looking towards the net when he shoots it. Um, Craig with a nice goal on that. He was the guy that took the delay game to cause the five on three. And you're right. You don't score on a five on three in overtime in the national Cross league. Good chance. It's going the other way and ended up in your net. And, and Jordan Gillis with the breakaway goal puts Colorado into the win column with an eight, seven overtime victory. Like I can literally watch those two teams play every single weekend. Del Bianco against Ward. For me, like it, I don't know if it gets any better than that as far as goalies go, and it, 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 I mean, those two teams, they always play entertaining games, close overtimes, high scoring, low scoring. It's always entertaining between the Roughnecks and the Mammoth. It's one of the most difficult matchups every time they play to pick a winner. Every single time, I agree. I agree. So, with all that being said, uh, we both go one and one on the weekend. We are now eight and four 
on the year and uh, our winner of Who You Got week number four, Coach Ferry. Uh, we don't have his first name here, Evan, because his email didn't, didn't tell us that, but we did see on our Twitter feed, at Lax Glass, by the way, on the old Twitter feed there, Coach Ferry, I, I put it out, who went 2-0 and this weekend, and Coach Ferry replied, I did, and I picked Cody Jamison, and Coach Ferry nailed the goal total right on the nose. Uh, one off. One off. Just one off. Okay. One so off. congratulations to him. Check your inbox, uh, Coach Ferry. You got yourself an email, and we're going to be in touch, as will Stampede Tack and Western Wear. And uh, you got yourself a prize coming your way. But this week, Evan, this eight games for week five here to round out 2019. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. I put all three tiebreakers down thinking if this somehow goes to the third tiebreaker, that's nuts because the thing is in the first tiebreaker, what team's going to score the most goals in a single game? Yeah. You have all 13 teams to pick from. You get a game and you get a game yeah. and you get a game and you all get a game. Yeah. It's uh break out the calculator this week for, for the goal total. No question about it. Listen, uh, I don't know what you want to do here. we got Robert Hope coming up in about five minutes, Evan, but uh, I don't, with eight games, I kind of thought we should get to under review now. You want to do that now? Let's do it now. Okay, let's do it now. It's time for under review. It's time for under review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. Each week, Jake and Evan answer a listener's question or break down an unusual call that happened in a game. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. And of course, under review brought to you by G. Wilson Construction, building fine custom homes one at a time. Our good friends there at G. Wilson. Listen, it's tough with the holidays right now. Everybody's kind of got stuff going on, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to bug Blair about getting the what he wants to get us and, and talk about what he wants to talk about. So we'll leave that for another week. Uh, but G. Wilson Construction, our fine sponsor of Under Review. And if you haven't heard the news, the Vancouver Warriors going out and signing unrestricted free agent in Brett Mitski, the 10-year veteran, three-time NLL champion with the Saskatchewan Rush, returning home, so to speak, Evan, uh, BC native, Signing with his hometown club here, the Vancouver Warriors, he will not play this season as he is on probation with the firefighter or Burnaby Firefighters, so he will not play. But uh, compensatory picks, and a lot of people are confused on exactly how this works. Is it the Warriors that got to give up picks? Who's giving up the picks? Where are the picks coming from? How do they decide what picks they get? And it's all a little confusing to me as well. And I honestly, I, I'll, I'll say this about it, Evan. I think there's got to be a better formula that the league can come up with where this is not so subjective, where a guy's kind of sitting in a room going, okay, well, I mean, he's played 10 years and he's done this. This is how many points and loose balls he's got. And, okay, what did he do last year? Last year was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as the year before. And uh, let's give him a, a first and a third or something. You know, like, I don't I don't know exactly how they are coming up on how they justify the compensatory picks. I should note the Warriors don't have to give up any picks for Brett Midsky, but the league will be giving up some picks to the rush mm-hmm. for Midsky signing 
with Vancouver. Break this down here under review, compensatory sure. picks on unrestricted free agent signings. Now, this is something I don't agree with that the league does. And the reason I say I don't agree with it is that the team that picks up an unrestricted free agent gives up nothing to get them. Okay, so the Warriors are giving up nothing here other than whatever Mitzke is going to make in salary, and that's it. But the team that loses an unrestricted free agent in the NLL gets equivalent compensation for the loss of that free agent. Okay. Now, and if you look at the last NLL draft, the one that just happened back in September, five teams received compensatory picks. The first round ended at pick number 17 because of four compensatory picks. And these four were New England getting actually one compensatory pick at 17 for losing Aaron Bold. The Rush got number 16 for losing Dan Dawson to the Seals. Number 15, Brody Merrill went from Toronto to San Diego. The Rock got that one. And they get a second rounder in 2020. And the now Halifax Thunderbirds, who were the Rochester Nighthawks at the time, get two first rounders, one in 2019 and 2020, for the loss of Matt Vince. Yeah, yeah. And now, the other thing so, to keep in mind here, Evan, sorry to, to break you up, but uh-huh. let's, let's not also forget that the Saskatchewan rush gave San Diego two first rounders to get Mitski back after the expansion draft. Right. So there's a number of factors that go into how this is determined. And I don't have an exact formula, but in talking with team owners and GMs in the past, in effect, it's a combination of was there another transaction that involved this player just beforehand that kind of sets a value for them? How did they perform in that first year when they were a free agent? So the fact that the rush gave up two firsts to get Mitski back plays a bit of a part. Don't expect the rush to get two firsts back. Chances are they'll get a first or a first and second back for Mitski. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. But it is the league office that determines this. And it is totally up to them. We will find out around July as to what those picks will be. Yeah, and I and I think a first and a second is probably the the correct evaluation there. And not only do they look at his like his year after signing with a new club, but I think they take his whole career as a whole as well. So, it there there's a lot of things that go into it. I think it's way too subjective and I think that they need to just come up with a <laughs> set formula so there there isn't this kind of gray area on what players are worth and, and for Saskatchewan side of things, and I know Rush Nation is probably going, oh man, you know we lose Billick and now we lose Mitski. For me, like I'm a huge Brett Mitski guy. I love Brett Mitski and his game is. But let's let's also remember here that Brett is 31, going on 32. He's not going to play all year long, so he's coming back. He'll be 32, going on 33. Ten years into the league, he'll be going into his 11th year, and the Rush are kind of. They're in the mode now where they want to start to filter in some young guys into their back end. And I'm not saying Brett Mitski doesn't have any good years left because I think he does. But I don't think this is the worst loss here for Saskatchewan. To lose Brett Mitski, you're going to get at least a first-round pick back. 
And at the end of the day, this guy served you very well. He wants to go be closer to home, closer to his family, closer to his career. And I think he's earned that right. And at the end of the day, you, you maybe you avoid an awkward conversation with an aging veteran that you might have to move on to, move on from at some point. So I, I, like, I think this is great for Brett, and I also think it's a good thing for Saskatchewan. And, of course, family changes things. You know, getting married changes things. New career changes things, right? So there's a lot of things going on in Brett's life that changes his situation. Now, one other thing I was going to mention, and that is, what do other leagues do with regards to compensatory picks? The NHL doesn't award any. Mm. Uh, Major League Baseball and the NFL do award them, but they are not equivalent value. They are later round picks right, that right. that teams get. They get a little bit, but not much. Well, hopefully we explained compensatory picks for you a little bit better. I know it's kind of a confusing – it's still a little confusing to me, so I know it's confusing to our listeners out there. Hopefully we broke that down for you a little bit better than what you knew beforehand. That was G. Wilson Constructions under review. Compensatory picks. Thanks for that. We got to get to break, Evan. We got the captain of the Peterborough Lakers on the other side. Colorado Mammoth defender Robert Hope joins us here on Lax Class when we return on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level. This is Callum Crawford of the New England Black Wolves. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class, lacrosse fans. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. Episode 59 coming at you. And you just heard from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. Best in the business when it comes to labels and packages. Sean Ashworth and the gang down there in Coquitlam. Find them at associated-labels.com. Leading the way in environmentally friendly products uh, as I fumble that read out of my mouth uh joining us now on the podcast he is the captain of the three-time man cup champion peterborough lakers also a member of team canada and he is also a defender for the colorado mammoth who just came up with a massive 8-7 overtime victory over the calgary roughnecks on the weekend robert hope joining the podcast for the first time welcome to lax class hopey thanks for doing this Hey, thanks for having us. Looking forward to this. Yeah, my pleasure, our pleasure, and uh, I would assume your pleasure, that big victory on the weekend over Calgary. Uh, Walk me through this thing now, Robert. Uh, It was a low-scoring defensive battle, goaltending duel, which I think a lot of people expected when you get Ward and Del Bianco in between the pipes going head-to-head. But then you guys get to overtime, and all of a sudden you're down five on three. What was going through your mind? What was the bench like when you guys were down two men in OT going, can we can we get out of this? Yeah, that's obviously any time that you get down five on three. 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously in overtime, I mean, things are a little bit more escalated at that time. Um, not really having a time in between the, the five on four and the four on three. So I never, or the five on three, so I never actually made it back to the bench to kind of, uh, get the feeling of, of what kind of everyone was kind of sensing or feeling. But again, usually, I mean, five on three is probably the odds are obviously in, in, in their favor. But I mean, we, we kind of had talked about it and like we do before each and every practice about, how we want to play uh, a five on three. And I, I feel like we have, we, we've made some adjustments from uh, when we played them in previous years. Uh, we, we felt like we had a lot of movement in our triangle, uh, reverse triangle, just the way that we were kind of sliding and moving. Um, and I think this year we, we made some adjustments to, to be a little bit less and, and kind of everyone kind of, again, they're going to shoot. We know where they're going to get shots in that situation. We just kind of want to give them, um, a shot where D Ward can see it and a shot that, you know, I mean, he has a chance to save and obviously he played amazing. So it, it was great. And we were able to kill it off and then kind of, we were able to kind of forge forward and then be able to win. It was awesome. You've had an offense now that it's been one of the lower scoring offenses in the last say year and a half. How much added pressure does that put on your end of the floor when you know that, you know, your offense might only be able to put up 10 on the night? Um, I, I don't know if it's, it's, it's added pressure. Like I, I, in my opinion, for, for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I know I'm not watching the scoreboard. I, I know we have a system put in place. I know obviously our goal is to, I mean, give them as the, the least amount of chances as possible, high scoring chances. Um, yeah, I mean, transition breakaways, four on threes, three on twos, penalties. Yeah, I mean, that all adds into things. Um, uh, we have a great goaltender, one of the best in the whole entire world um, on the back end. And I know the other guys on the back end feel the same way and, and they're confident and obviously in D Ward and the way that he plays. Um, so we, we, we don't have really have like a, a goal in mind, but yeah, sometimes when um, maybe later in the game, when we, we the offense is struggling, we need a goal. I mean, that's when maybe we start trying to think about maybe pushing the other way, but I don't know if it's really about counting goals or counting numbers or, or keeping it under a certain amount and then thinking that we can can't win or not. We have some great scorers in our team. Um, yeah, I mean, if they keep getting their looks, we know that they're gonna they're gonna pop the goals at the right time. And I mean, uh, we're we're obviously like like you said, we, we we do realize though we're not a super high scoring team, and these are the games that we've been playing the last little bit have been have been pretty close for for the most part. Um, so so we kind of know that that's the type of game that we play, and and we know that with the team we have, like it, we're gonna grind one out. It's not gonna be. Yeah, I mean, we're not winning a twenty one twenty shootout or anything like that. That's just that has been our kind our style since I since I've been in Colorado. So we kinda of understand those things. But then yeah, I mean I think every team has their own identity and they play to their own strengths. So it's just one of ours that we kinda of have our identity and, and we're gonna play within it. Well hey I'll tell you what, Robert, why not why not just put the snipe show Jordan Gillis up front and, and, and just let him fill it up. Yeah, Jordan, yeah, I mean, he's a great shooter. And yeah, I mean, I'll probably suggest that to, to Willie and Patty. And I don't know if they're going to go for it, but that's not about it. Well, no, I mean, listen, let's let's talk about this mammoth defense and the system that you guys go, that you play. I mean, and I think you, you went out, and, and at least Pat and, and Selfer did, and they addressed a couple of more needs on defense. And they, you're a big guy yourself, but they go out and get Craig and they get Jeffrey. Two guys that have plugged right into the lineup and not looked out of place, and and Andrew McBride now in his second year on the bench working that system, and and Pat Coyle, of course, you know one of the best defenders ever to play the game in the National Lacrosse League. It's about defense there in Colorado. What what is it about your guys' system 
that makes it successful. Do you guys kind of design it around the kind of shots that Dylan wants to see? Or, I mean, is it something different? You tell me. Yeah, so I, I think over the last, I think this is my sixth season in the NLL. I think over that time, we've had a lot of growing pains. Um, we, we've had a lot of adjustments to our system, but now we've kind of um, agreed upon things in different areas, the way that we play our power play, the way that we rotate, the way that we slide, where help's coming from, um, how we're going to play certain players, what their strengths are. So like, and I think as the core has been able to grow together, we've been comfortable within our pairings on, on either the left side or the right side. Um, we've been comfortable with how people play with one another. So I think it's as we became familiar with everyone and obviously having a great goaltender behind us and, and everyone has their own input in it. Um, and the coaching staff will say, like, let's, let's do this. Like, this is what we're going to do here. And then, you know, I mean, we, we can, we can talk, we can discuss it. But now over the last couple of years, we've kind of cemented the system that we've wanted. Um, and that's kind of led us there's success uh, on the on the defensive end and, and kind of how we're going to play some of these great scoring teams and and how much you know, I mean trying to limit um, a, a league where there's so many great scorers and so many um, awesome teams um, and again adding those guys like Brett Craig and and, and Jeffrey and and I mean they've been they've been awesome for us and then other guys kind of jump in the lineup kind of the who's next yeah you know I mean like we're going to keep the same system um, I mean your roles might adjust a little bit but yeah i mean it's, it's a whole i mean 10 guy 11 guy depending on what we're dressing on the back end everyone has their has their job to do and as long as we're all i mean pulling the rope in the right direction and we're all working then we're going to like the outcome at the end of it so again it, it, it was one of those things it's, i think our system has grown over the time and now like with you guys coming in they just they're able to fit into spots and, and being great defenders already it's just a small adjustment that they need to make to 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 get into our system and, and then, you know, I mean, we've, we've had a little bit of success with that. Uh, we have to reflect back on the goal that uh, Kinnear scored there, his first ever NLL goal this year. Um, and I think back a couple of years ago, Ryan Lee, first goal, he scores probably one of the best goals of a decade. <laughs> and now all of a sudden another rookie comes in and has to pull another one. Is this now going to be almost mandatory that as a rookie, your first goal has got to be something highlight reel. <laughs> That, that would be nice. Uh, I, I think uh, that would always probably add to the goal. But anytime you can score a goal in a, in a great league, like the National Lacrosse League, and, and help a team win is, is awesome. And Ryan Lee's a great goal scorer. And uh, you know, he's been able to do it for a couple of years now. And he's just getting better and better. And then seeing Dylan having success and, and kind of having success with one of our draft picks, it, it, it's awesome to see. And he's been a guy that worked all through training camp. Um, he, he's not a, a me first guy by any means. He, he works for the for the lefties on that side to get them open, and then to, to be able to see him score that awesome goal. I know that the bench was went crazy uh, when he scored that, so we were we were pretty happy for him, and, and to be able to see that kind of on 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 Sports Center and then a couple of different top tens, and then all over social media was was awesome for him. So I was I was really happy for him, and we made sure we. That ball really quick, and we were able to get it to him. Speaking with Colorado Mammoth defender Robert Hope here on Laxcott. Do you remember your first goal, Hopey? What? Uh, where? Where did you score it? Who'd you score it on? Uh, to walk me through it. Jeez, uh, I don't score too many goals, so I don't really remember. Well, I, fi- much, I figured I think, you would remember your first. Yeah, you know what? I think again, this might not be my first one, but I think my first one was in Raj. I think against Vino. 
Oh. And I think it was, or it might, you know, that might not have been. I don't know. That's the only one I can remember is my first one. I, again, sometimes <laughs> I go years in between scoring goals, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really put any weight in that. I do. I don't know if that's if that's the first one or not, but I do remember scoring that one on Gino. Oh, there's and your claim to fame. Just, that's your claim to fame yeah, right there. Exactly. Yeah, and my family was there, and then friends were there, so that's kind of how I don't know if that might be my first one, but I. I kind of remember yeah, that's because, that's not uh, something uh, everybody that's not something everybody is able to say that they scored a goal against Matt Vince. Um, something else you're going to be doing this summer coming up, if I'm not mistaken, Robert is going to be coaching the Peterborough Junior A Lakers. Uh, now the Lake Show at the junior levels been on the downturn a little bit here for the last few years, Robert. What's it going to take? for the, the green, the blue, and the white of the junior Lakers from Peterborough to get back to the promised land? Um, yeah, obviously it was it was something that kind of my our guys that are on our coaching staff had had discussed. Um, uh, I mean, myself going through the junior program in Peterborough and, and you know, you have a great coaches like Tracy Kluski and, and Matt Giles and, and Darren Carey and, and many more that, I mean, kind of have went through that system. And it was something that, um, we always, or I, I always, and the guys that kind of that are on our coaching staff now, always thought about giving back and uh, kind of helping them out for the last couple of years. And we were maybe this a little earlier than we kind of thought we'd be back in the system, but we're we're excited for it. Um, we're happy for it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think in my opinion, just from watching a couple of games over the last couple of years and watching film and and talking to guys, I think there's it's a it's a culture change that needs to happen. Um, as as things move forward and uh i mean like you said the the junior program hasn't been moving in in the direction that anyone around peterborough that supports peterborough kind of wanted uh missing playoffs for the last couple of years so we're looking forward to hopefully try to turn that around uh we believe we have some good players um we believe we have some some guys that are really going to help us out um down the road so um i I think again i know it's cliche but it's getting back to the basics i know like a lot of things can get really confusing and, and muddled when when you're kind of worried about this, that, and the other, but it, it comes back to those, those those small things, those small details that you change, how you, how you practice, the, the way that you show up to the rink, uh, the way that you perform, and then yeah, I mean that basics on on skills and stuff like that, and that that's gonna that's gonna start to change the players that you have, and then building that a skill development. And, and junior still is a lot of skill development. A lot of junior players have, have great success at the NLL and. And I mean, playing in different leagues, they're still growing as players. So sure. we're hopefully we can kind of change that culture um, around in Pedro. Um, we have some great coaches that are with us: um, Turner Evans, Withers, um, Matt Croak, and, and Taylor Evans right now. And we're hoping to add some guys that could help out of practice and, and so on and so forth. But we've been fortunate to have those guys. They have a vast amount of knowledge from down at school and and, and all and in the summer and in field and so on and so forth that hopefully we can pass along to players. And I mean, that's, that's a great way to grow the game in Peterborough in, a, in an area that's, I mean, that we've had, uh, we've had some success at the, at the senior level and we've been very fortunate to have a great community behind us where hopefully we can build that and, and continue to get back to where hopefully we, we want the junior program in, in Peterborough to always be and to be able to held up at the, at the highest standard. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say is a couple more minutes here with Robert Hope, uh, you get back into the MEM Center. I know this is kind of on the horizon here a little bit, Robert, but uh, we want to kind of cover the full gamut with you. Uh, a year away from the MEM Center, but you still come up with another Man Cup victory three in a row. Uh, as we know in Peterborough, there is no 
rebuilding. It's just reloading. Uh, a chance to go for the four-peat at home. How excited are you about the summer season to come? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something that, uh, we're, I mean, guys, we always communicate. Uh, I mean, I'm great friends with, with the guys in the Lakers, so I usually see a couple of them every week and we have a chat so we're always chatting and stuff like that but it's not really the summer isn't really something to focus on for a little bit but again once it got done that was kind of one of the things that each and every guy in the staff and as kind of focuses on is i mean we we each and every year we we, we want to play for the man cup that's that's our goal that's any senior senior a team's goal and and i mean we're, we're we are excited to be back like you said in the men's center the event was uh it, it, it was different than the men's center obviously uh, a little smaller a little quaint but the the city of peterborough did a great job uh kind of hosting us there and, and to be able to have success there and uh, get the fans out there in, in a little bit of a smaller environment uh was it was nice but obviously we're, we're happy to be to be going back to the mem center to kind of our home for the last little bit so we're excited for that we're excited for the season and then obviously the minute top being uh in the east this year we're hoping we're able to host that in a, in a great venue like the mem center so I mean, there's always some adjustments each and every year with different teams. So again, we're, we're just kind of hopefully keep the same game plan as as we always do, and it'll be a it'll be a busy but a exciting summer, and we're all looking forward to it. We know Peterborough's got of a history with the Man Cup. Uh, ended up in a bonfire once. <laughs> it ended up in the ocean a few years ago. Now we talked with Zach Courier the week after the Man Cup, and he says you're in charge of it. The simple question: Is it safe? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were just with it there uh, a little. He, oh, he said I was in charge, or he was in charge of it. <laughs> you were in charge, is what he said. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't know how I get that racket. I get a lot of texts asking where it is, and I, I don't have it. But like, I, I know who does have it because and we, we try to share it around as much as possible, especially around this time of year, family and friends. Uh, coming in and stuff like that. So um, it is safe. I, I know that we were just with it at a at a um, ceremony and family event. Um, so uh, it, it, it's it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, so you've we, seen it. Oh, it's crazy. still in it's still in one piece. It's it's making its way around Peterborough. Yes. Just keep yes. it away from yes. Batley yes. for me, would you? Just don't don't let Bats get his hands on that thing because who knows what happens. <laughs> uh, you know what? He was with it uh, there last weekend. Last weekend we were all together there for a, a Lakers alumni. Yeah, okay. As long as he was supervised. Was as long as he was supervised. Hey, I'd be remiss. Last one here for you, Robert Hope. Um, I obviously had the pleasure to to call the World Championships in Langley a couple of months ago, uh, watching you guys beat the Iroquois in the, in the gold medal and and what a thrill that was to to call that one. I'm sure it was uh, absolutely awesome to play in that game. Just talk me through the the experience of of being part of Team Canada and playing on home soil and winning a gold medal. Yeah, you know what? Obviously, it was amazing. It was an honor to be named to the team, and then just seeing. And to be able to play with the amazing players, like words really can't describe how it was such a growing experience. And for me to just see some of these great defenders and great offensive players that we were able to play against, um, either in the summer or in the winter or throughout junior, but never really kind of got, got the experience to play with and to be able to see them and then the you know, dedication, preparation, just some different things that each and every guy kind of does, their tendencies and just watching our offense play sometimes I was just in awe yeah I mean the way that they moved the ball and, and just seeing how great of goal scorers some of these guys were and passers and just so technical and then even just like learning from our coaches uh, yeah I mean some of them coached me before and some of them were, were brand new to me and it was just amazing to see different aspects and outlooks on life and then and and, and in the game of the cross 
and then be able to grow the game um, and, and communicate with, with other teams and kind of grow it internationally and see the game and how it's growing um, and so many teams be able to be there in Langley and then having family and friends out to games. It was just, it was, it was an awesome two weeks to be out there. Um, and then obviously the cherry on top was to be able to win. And that's obviously what we were, we were there to do. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a great experience and we had lots of fun with it. Absolutely. Hey, Robert, uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your holiday season here to spend with us on Lacrosse Classified. All the best, uh, happy, safe holidays, Merry Christmas, all that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll see you in Saskatoon uh, come next month. I think January 18th, uh, Mammoth and Rush coming up. So we'll look forward to that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. That was Robert Hope. You want to give Robert Hope a follow, do so at Hopey underscore 15 on the old Twitter feed. That's where you can find Robert Hope. Captain of the Lakers. Not too many people get to call themselves that, Evan Schemenauer. And, and this guy just keeps getting better and better and better on that mammoth back end. And he's going to have to be good for this mammoth team to succeed because, you know, like I said, their offense – is is struggling. It's trying to find its way, but this defense and goaltending shutting the door. They're under eight goals a game against Saskatchewan and Calgary. That is amazing to hear that. Yeah, and that's I mean that's that's Colorado. That's they're going to have to try and get over ten and try and keep teams under ten, and that's really they're going to be their mantra this season. And and that seems to be the case through two games here so far. One and one. For the Mammoth heading into the Christmas break here. Uh, We're going to take a break, Evan. And on the other side, it's my old pal, Chow. The Chancellor, one of the voices of the Vancouver Warriors, is coming up. Brad Challenger, keep it right here. Episode 59 of Lax Class on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games. Loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. This is Keegan Ball from the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on Christmas Eve. Thanks for hanging with us. Great conversation there with Rob. I didn't realize Robert Hope was such a talker. That was a good conversation. We got another one on deck for you, but first I got to tell you about the Vancouver Warriors. Sunday Fun Day is coming up this weekend against the San Diego Seals. Sunday Lacrosse 7. It's back this weekend. Can't wait for Sunday Lacrosse. I might actually go to this game. Sunday Fun Day. It's all about the kids. We're going to talk to Brad Challenger about this, but if you want to get tickets, they start at just $19.95. Cheap beer, cheap food, good times, nothing's offside at the Warriors game. And if you want tickets, pretty easy. You just call up 604-899-4625, press number one, get my man the Chad, or head to Warriors, VancouverWarriors.com, and get hooked up. Brad Challenger yeah. rejoining the podcast here. Brad, thanks for coming back. Uh, Merry Christmas. How's it going, buddy? Good, fellas. Uh, you must be really scraping the barrel to, uh, two days before Christmas Eve here to uh, to call on me. Like, how many guys... How many guys were like, no, I'm having dinner? You want, or, you want, you want, <laughs> you want the honest answer, man? 
Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. I'll fart down the depth. I'll fart down the depth. All right, listen. 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 I appreciate you 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 stepping up here. Uh, we were scrambling. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, consider yourself like on the second power play here, Brad. We went through Clark Peterson, uh, the new CLA president, Sean Williams. He's he's playing hockey tonight. Clark's got a dinner thing. Uh, Pat Gregoire says he's at a, a Christmas party. He's going to be liquored up. He can't talk uh, when he's when he's been boozing, so we left him alone. He suggested Stevie Keogh. I thought, hey, that's a great idea. He had a good game. Tried Stephen Keogh. He's also got a Christmas function, uh, which left us with, with you, Brad Schellner. So. <laughs> well, I, 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 I appreciate I you coming on, man. I can't promise that I'm not going to be liquored up, okay. so I'll try to well, – Well, I, I, I told lacrosse <laughs> superstar Pat Gregoire, I said, that makes for good <laughs> podcast. Remember when Dougie J. Evan, you'll remember this, Dougie Jameson was on a heater at the casino, and we had to, like, drag him away from the blackjack table, and I'm pretty sure Dougie had a few in him that night, and it was a great conversation. So if you, uh, if you want to yeah. crack one open, give her. But think about it, Brad. I'm just surprised he isn't singing Christmas carols oh, I as know. we're doing this introduction, because, I mean, he's been on Christmas carols for, what, six weeks yeah, now? Yeah, now, for people that don't yeah, know little, this, for, little, now, let, let me tell let me tell but people this, up. Brad. Let me tell people this here. For for people that don't know, here in the Lower Mainland, 103.5, QMFM, Vancouver's all, what is it, soft rock, latest, what is it, Brad? Give me the slogan for QMFM. It's, it's today's best variety, music that makes you feel good, 80s through today. You okay. Know, we go from Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi to Bieber. Okay, so now, so Brad himself, for anyone that doesn't know here in the Vancouver area that is a big QMFM fan, they're a great station, Brad is literally the guy that is responsible. There's a massive switch in, in the studios there at, at QMFM. It's like this big thing on the wall. It's red. It's got lights all around it. And at a certain day and time of each year, Brad walks up. He struts, actually, is what he does. He struts up to this switch, and he flips it, and it's Christmas music until, I don't know, when do you, when do you turn it back off? Do you get to do the turn off the switch, too, or do you just, are you just responsible no, for the there's turn no, off? There's, there's no turn off because it happens at 2 a.m. on Boxing Day morning. <laughs> but, yes, I'm the, my day job is uh, I'm the music director and assistant program director for 103.5 QMFM. And for five, six weeks of the year, we are Vancouver's Christmas music station. We had to go early this year. We went earlier... Uh, than we've ever gone just based on what's going on in the market right now as far as like kind of behind the scenes radio battles go we had to flip on uh we chose to flip on november 15th which is by far the earliest we've ever gone so i'm a little christmas music out okay. i can't wait till 2 a.m boxing morning till we <laughs> till we flip back to regular music but yeah it, it's fun man like my favorite thing is that commute to work on the morning of the flip right and sitting in the car and like looking at all those all the other people stuck in traffic I'm thinking to myself because we keep it a secret. Right? We keep our cards. Oh, this is this that. is I'm like highly that. classified stuff here. That person in the car next to me and in front of me behind me, they have no idea what's going to hit them in about <laughs> two hours when I get into work. It's uh, I feel like I have it's the only time in my life I feel like I have any control or power over yeah. anything. So yeah. it's a good. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to a lot of people. Uh, I can tell you that. Like it, it, you get you get like emails on the daily. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Anyways, let's talk some lacrosse here, Brad Schellner. Uh Big oh, yeah. win for your Warriors over the Riptide uh, a week ago, and and now they'll follow it up. Here here 
with a game against the San Diego Seals. And this is really one of those games here for Vancouver, playing on their home floor at Rogers Arena, coming off a victory. They got a chance to build some momentum here against the Seals. And this is a game that they they need to win, they should win, and, and I know they really want to win here. Of course you do, right? And for, for many for many different reasons. A, they're coming off of that emotional win last week that you know may or may not have been for, for So and Gill, but you know the guys wanted to put on performance for Chris Gill, who was behind the bench a week after his dad passed away, which is just remarkable and shows how stoic he is and how much the sport meant to, to the Gill family. But Matt Beers and Mitch Jones and the boys – went to work and that was an emotional first victory in the middle of a three game homestand here. Um, so that's reason number one, you want to keep the momentum going after that. Second, you're on a three game homestand and this is a chance to build some buzz in a finicky market, as we all know. And we talk about it all the time. You guys talk about it all the time. And, and I talk about it on, on other podcasts. There's other podcasts. Uh, by the way, I don't know what There's you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, this market, they can do everything with, with Biz Nasty and a lot of the marketing stuff off the floor, but this market is always going to crave wins. So they need to start collecting some wins at home to, to bring the fans. And this is the third game of a three-week homestand. Now the boys are going to be away until sort of the mid-end of January. They're going to be a, a break from home here. So you want to leave the fans a nice taste in their mouths and something to, to clamor back for in January. And you want to build off that momentum from from the emotional win and not just let that one go in the distance. And they're playing against a San Diego team who it's the first back-to-back that uh, any team's going to play. It's not quite a back-to-back. They play Friday night and then Sunday. Mm. But it's the first uh, it's the first two-game weekend of any team so far this year. So San Diego's at home Friday night. And they come up to Vancouver for, uh, for a wonky early 1 o'clock Sunday start. So a pretty quick turnaround and kind of there for the taking for the Vancouver Warriors to be rested and ready to try to jump on a, on a Seals team. So and they're a just chance all, to really uh, they're all to just pick up the momentum here. Jump in those F-15 Tomcats, and uh, they'll be up in Vancouver in, in no time. Yeah, they'll go down to the, the, the Air Force base, take a look at where they're going to be playing a game in, in a couple of months. Then and then hi, yeah, hijack a plane or two. Steve Dovett will, will go top gun and, uh, and pilot them up here. Okay, before Evan, I know Evan wants to get to the Brett Mitski signing because that's huge news for the Warriors and, and lacrosse in general. But uh, before we get to that, you mentioned the Seals Sunday. Sunday, fun day at Rogers Arena. Break down all the good things that are going down this Sunday afternoon at the Raj. Well, it's Sunday afternoon, first of all. So we get a three-day spread of lacrosse this weekend. What, what can you love about that? Um, they're going to be handing out thunder sticks to the crowd. I'm not exactly sure what a thunder stick is. But it sounds like it's going to be loud. It's really for the kids on this uh, this Sunday Sunday. You know, post Christmas, pre New Year's, the family's home. No one's hopefully no one's working on Monday morning. So a chance to uh, to bring the kids and have some fun. There's going to be a carnival on the turf post game for season ticket members. Face paints, balloons. Uh, the bud zone is going to be converted into the NFL bud zone this game. So couple of the football games that are happening on Sunday will be available to watch while you're hanging out in the bud zone watching the game in between, uh, you know, intermissions and, and TV timeouts, of course. But it's really for the kids this weekend. I like the early start. I like the full slate of games. And, uh, you know, the Warriors are trying something different. You know, they've, they've got to put a lot, of, a lot of dollars into market research. And that went into the six Friday nighters that they're going to have this year. But they want to have, have some fun and try something a little different over the holidays. So one o'clock start. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
Maybe before we get to Brett Minsky, let's go back to Nick Bielich for a second. Mm. You lose a very tough, gritty defender. That That's what Vancouver was trying to build this year. In the game against the Riptide, without Bielich there, what did you see different in the defensive dynamic of the team? Well, let's, I, want to mention, I was going to mention this off the top, but when we talk about uh, intoxicated interviews, one of my all-time favorite <laughs> oh, combo, yes. you remember this? Yes! I uh, forgot Nick Bielich, the morning, the morning oh, after man. winning, uh, winning the the Champions Cup at the time. I don't know if it was the first one. I think it was the second. Win. I might have been the, the second. second one. So the, so the first one in stack. We had him on the podcast the morning after, and no, it wasn't the morning after for him. It no. was still night of. <laughs> I and remember that game. party. Yeah, he didn't go to sleep till he got on the plane. No, that yeah, was, we that had, was good. We, 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 we did the show live on TSN 14 10 at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And yeah, he was still up Rick Warren and, uh, and ready to go. But what I did see was you know, more of a team effort, you know, like they were, it weren't, they weren't just missing Nick Felix. They were missing Chris O'Doherty last weekend. So there's two automatic veterans right there that play a, an aggressive physical game. And, you know, I, I think the Warriors, Matt Beers put the team on his back. He did absolutely everything from, from Lucy's to big hits to a, to a goal and a few assists. But I really like the new, the new legs that came into the game in uh, Sam Clare, Patrick O'Meara. I thought both those guys brought, uh, brought a bit of a different athletic perspective. You know, they didn't play a mean game back there, but they were getting in lanes and they were knocking down passes and they were able to transition the ball up the floor. Derek Lloyd. Uh, I think stepped up in, in his second game as a pro, the the, the rookie from from the Victoria Shamrocks, uh, Alberta native. He can fly, man. And there was loose balls behind the net that he was sniffing out and then bringing up the floor. And he was knocking down some passes. And when he plays the top, he can knock those passes down. And and, and he's really off to the races. So it wasn't as a physical game as game one was when OD was there and, and Nick Bielich was there, but. You saw more athletic club. You saw a faster club, and you saw more uh, a more well-rounded effort. I think rather than a couple of veterans just just throwing their weight around, and you know, fo- all following the lead of number two too. You just look at what Matt Beers did in that game, and you think he elevated everybody's game around him. They were like, "Well, that's what a Vancouver Warrior is. That's what a captain is, and and everybody's got to step up now." Okay, and now getting the Brad Vitsky. This is a team that's trying to rebuild. They don't have a lot of draft assets to give away. We talked with Dan Richardson about this, and they've had a history in the past of giving players away for nothing. They finally get their hometown advantage and get somebody for nothing, get a heck of a defender. He won't be around this year, but what is the attitude change now that a guy like Mitski is joining the team? Well, I think, I think it brings some swagger. I think they can finally look in the mirror and, and feel confident about what that back end is going to look like going forward. Like he's going, he's your biggest recruiting ship now. You know, you've got a guy who's one of the best defenders in the world, uh, multiple champion leader on and off the floor. And he's going, you know what? This is a place that, that I believe in. And they tried to get Brett Minsky for a couple seasons now and his priorities have shifted a little bit. Young family, new job at home, but he wouldn't just be doing that and taking a job in Vancouver just because it's local. He, he wants to believe in the team and believe in the plan that Chris Gill's pulling out and what Dan Richardson is putting together. So I totally think it gives them a, a completely different look back there. You know, if you're trying to sign with free agents this summer uh, after the season's over, what are you selling? You've got to first, you got to finally get back into the first round of the draft, which depending on how this season goes, can be a pretty, 
a pretty good pick in, a, in an okay draft. Um, you've got Brett Mitski, you've got Matt Beers, and you've got a foundation of guys you can now now build upon. And I think he's a if you build it, they will come, right? And now he he believes it. He's there, and and hopefully some others will follow suit. Yeah, and, and that's something we've really kind of started to see is that it doesn't it doesn't and we talked to Keegan Ball about this last week, Brad. It doesn't take long for word to spread between players, and I think Riley Lowen probably a perfect example of that on what it's like to play at Rogers Arena and what it's like to play under Connect Sports and Entertainment. If you grew up in BC playing lacrosse, at some point of your career, you're going to want to come home and play. And now with guys starting to sign there, like Riley Lowen, like Brett Mitski, they trade for Nick Bielich. They're going to get that first-round draft pick. This is going to be a place where it's going to be a lot easier to attract free agents come off-season time. Yeah, and even to go back a year ago, it was Aaron Bold was toying with a couple of different options. And, you know, say we won about his play over the last year, but Aaron Bold could have gone elsewhere. And he went, you know what, I'm going to give this a chance. I believe that, that I can make a difference here and that this team can can build off something. But you're absolutely right, Jumbo. You know, these guys are so close and they're playing in, in the same teams in the summertime. And, you know, when you've got a personality like, like Logan Schatz and Mitch Jones, guys who are like, charismatic dudes that you know are just friends with everybody uh on and off the floor those are good recruiting chips too so they've definitely got they've definitely got that into place you know they see they see the way the canucks have been treating the guys they see the cross promotion they see the things that the canucks are doing with you know warriors and 30 on Sportsnet and some of the investment they've made in the marketplace like this is not just here we go again in vancouver this is basically looking at something uh some brand, something brand new. It's a, it's a shiny new toy, and the guys are going to come. Uh, stepping away from the Warriors for a second, we're four weeks into the season. What are those two or three things that stand out for you so far this year? I think it's been, uh, you know, the schedule has been a little bit tough for teams to get the ball rolling with so many bye weeks. everybody. You know, some teams have been, been up and down. Um, I think that, you know, the best is yet to come from teams like Saskatchewan and and Calgary, who have had wonky schedules to start. I think there's been some low-scoring games. I was kind of sitting back this morning and scrolling through the scores, and I can't remember what the highest goal total is for a goal so far for a game so far this season, or from a single team scoring a goal. But it's it's not that many through the first couple of weeks. So I think goal scoring down down on right Saturday. Now. Twenty, yeah, and that's you know that's right on pace for being average, right? But I haven't seen you know no one's put up an eighteen or a nineteen or a twenty spot yet. So I think. Goals have been down a little bit. Um, it's tough to get teams into a rhythm in December. So I'm really excited to see kind of what January brings when guys are going uh, every weekend, you know. Uh, Brad Challoner, thanks for your time. Have a Merry Christmas. Hey, I know I, I missed out on, on rib night at Rogers Arena a week ago. Uh, maybe for Sunday Funday, can we maybe carpool so I can get down into the underground and park with you in, in, in the underground on Sunday? <laughs> Is that doable? I don't know if I can sneak you in. I'm just hoping that okay. uh, i got to be there at 9 a.m. on Sunday, so I'm hoping that it's like a pancake breakfast oh, before the game. Man, I better show so up. You might want to get you might want to get down there. Yeah, early maybe too, I'll right? sky train it. Maybe just avoid yeah. all that sort of stuff. Just sky train it to Rogers Arena. Right to the front, right to the front door, Chinatown Station. Love it. Yeah, we got to get Tyson Geich though working on the Chancellor shirt. I don't know why that one didn't hit the website. Yeah, yet. yeah, we need you a know? Slimbo, we need a Chancellor, and we need a Harper. We got to get a Harper out there as well. 
It's so amazing how make, well that's, that nickname has stuck, the Chancellor. Huh? He, he wants to make something that he can sell, so I understand why, uh, why it's not up there yet. Hey, man, uh, Merry Christmas. I know you got a young family there, Bradley. Always a special time around the holidays. Enjoy yourself, and uh, a couple more days of Christmas music, and we're done. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. See you Sunday for Sunday Fun Day at the Warriors game. Can't wait. Uh, always love talking lacrosse with Brad Challoner, Evan, and a guy obviously that I know very well and worked with a lot. Uh, but I mean, the guy the guy knows his game now. Oh yeah, I, I still remember the first time I met him. You had actually been called to the to the broadcast booth for the. Twitter game of the week. Mm. So he had to do the radio duty and, and literally didn't even have a broadcast with it. I think he had a seat next to the statistician. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I remember night. that. He was all, yeah. yeah, he was a little nervous coming into Sask for that one. Uh, did a great job. Listen, Brad Brad is a great color analyst. He's a good play-by-play guy as well, too. He does a ton of play-by-play here in the summertime uh, for the WLA. So uh, well-versatile, uh, well-informed analyst there, Brad Schellner. Good chat there. One more break to come, Evan. We got... A big segment coming up next in the fourth quarter. Eight games on the slate for week number five. And it's all coming at you next here on episode 59 of Lax Glass. Who you got on the other side here on Lax Glass? Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vita Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. This is Rich List, GM of the New England Blackwoods. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box across. Growing the game one podcast at a time. Back once again. No more breaks. This is the fourth quarter of Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for hanging with us. Robert Hope, Brad Schellner, two great conversations. As per usual here on Lax Class, I must say, Evan. Got to, of course, thank our friends at Pure Vital Labs. Uh, been getting to know the, getting to know, I should say, the new marketing manager there at PVL, Ian Bell, a little bit, uh, following his stuff on Instagram. Uh, big time guy in the gym. This guy gets after it now, and and he's on those PVL supplements. Obviously, uh, some new packaging going on there for the plant based stuff as well. All. Good stuff at Pure Vital Labs. All natural, nothing artificial, informed choice certified. Find them at pvl.com and hopefully coming up in February here, we're going to do something cool on Lax Class and let's get you the opportunity to purchase these supplements at a discount. Thanks to Lacrosse Classified. Get you into the, the PVL store online. Uh, we'll have a discount code for you and all that sort of stuff as soon as they get their online store set up, hopefully early in the new year. All right. Uh, we both went one and one last week. We are both eight and four in the standings. So that means you get to host the biggest week in the National Lacrosse League so far, Evan. Week five, eight games for Stampy Tax. Who you got? Evan, who you got? Jake, who you got? 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 Who you got brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Of course, you know they're your complete source for boots. Tack and Western Wear. 
Uh, they're also your source for Wrangler jeans. You shop now, you can still save $10 off of any men's or women's pair of Wrangler jeans. I might just actually head out there to Stampede tomorrow and pick up a last-minute Christmas gift for myself. Wrangler jeans, 10 bucks off. Stampede.ca, shop online. It's still shopping local. Who you got, Evan? Take it away. Okay, well, here we go. By the now, way, I've already made my picks, okay? So I'm not going to let you sway well, I mean, me or anything like that. I've already marked well, okay. down my picks, well, who I'm taking. I'm going to try, sw- try and sway you on one because there's something interesting here that you, I don't know if you remember. Is Puerto so Rico plane? I don't think so. No, 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 no. All right. So the red hot New England Black Wolves starting a six-game homestand. Mm. With this one here against the expansion, New York Riptide, Friday night. Who you got? Taking the Black Wolves, Evan. I I mean, if they're winning games on the road against Toronto and Saskatchewan, there is no reason they should not win at home over the New York Riptide. Simple as that. Give me the Black Wolves going 3-0 to start the year. Yeah, I think the more interesting thing is is if this starts to get lopsided, it might, it might not, but if it starts to get lopsided, does New York literally just – uh, you know, take the, the the rest of the night and just let the back guys on the bench do their thing. Let's not hope. They got let's, a game. They got, they, got a, they got a Saturday night game. That's no, thing, right? I, I, I but, don't want to. I don't want you want to think about that, Evan. You but, you've got to play to win every game, regardless of what's on the horizon. You're not looking ahead. You're looking right yeah. in front of you. But yeah, no, it's a pretty easy pick for the Black Wolves there. So you're taking New England, and, is what you're saying? Yes, I am. Okay, and then. Calgary, without Dane Dovey for the second game. Mm. This is the second. They, they play three games. This is the crazy thing. They didn't play for three weeks. They play three games within a week and then don't play again for three weeks. <laughs> so here it is. Game two of this stretch. Yeah. Calgary down at the Pachanga Arena in San Diego. Who you got? Uh, first thing I want to say is uh, Kurt Malowski sent me a text today. It is December the 23rd. Now, this is this has been happening with Kurt uh, over the last couple of years. Kurt likes to personalize his texts. He sends out his Merry Christmas, his Happy Holidays to a, a list of people. I don't know if you're on that list or not, Evan, but it seems to get a little earlier and earlier each year because Kurt Mouse, he likes to be first. He's always been a winner like he wants to be first so december the 23rd he is wishing me a merry christmas i had to reply thanks thanks kurt uh 20 23rd is 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 borderline pushing the envelope here a little bit um but i love it i i i I, i'd wait for it uh anxiously every year it came on the 23rd this year i'd expect for it to come on the 22nd next year in case somebody beats him again so anyways uh calgary at san diego Ooh, man, this this is one of the tough ones out of the eight here, Evan. San Diego still doesn't have I a win. I thought you said you had your pick I do, down. I do, but I'm looking at this now. I'm taking Calgary. I'm going to take – I'm not even going to try and justify taking San Diego. I think there's a chance they could win this game, but my gut tells me go to the Roughnecks. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to take the Seals. This is a tough one, but I think this game is far too critical for the Seals' season. You know, I don't expect Calgary to be held to seven goals again. But like I said, San Diego, they go 0-3 right now. They are in deep trouble in that West. I'm going to take the Seals because I just think 
they got more to play for. Yeah, I just I I mean with no Jackson, no Stotts, no Billings, I just don't know if they got enough firepower up front to hang with Calgary. Westberg, right Westberg getting a chance to play against sure. his old team. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a motivated player. Yeah, no, no, right? no, no doubt. Uh, I think Calgary's going to be pretty motivated as well. They're going to want to get that first game under the belt on a doubleheader weekend, as will yeah. San Diego. Uh, but I'm taking Calgary. You're taking San Diego. All right, we got a different pick already. Yeah. All right, now we get into a stretch here where literally, what is it? Four games. I don't know how I'm going to watch four games at once. Well, I figured it out, Evan. <laughs> You're going to go. You got to go. Laptop, iPad, TV, and phone. Four I got two screens. Laptops, a Chromecast to the TV, and I think the phone is what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. So here we go. This is the crazy stretch. First game up at the Blue Cross Arena, Toronto, Rochester. Who you got? I'm taking the Toronto Rock here, Evan. Rochester much improved from their opening game, showed significant strides taking on Halifax. They're going to be back at home, but I just think Toronto, more established, better team, a little bit better goaltending as well, a little more balance. Give me Toronto. I'm taking the Rock. Yeah, I'm taking the Rock too, pretty simple. Uh, I think they're the better team. They should take this game here. Now, down to the Infinite Energy Center, Colorado, Georgia. Who you got? Oh, man. I Colorado really impressed me uh, with that victory. But holding Calgary to seven and holding Georgia to seven or under ten, I don't know if anybody is holding the Georgia Swarm to under ten goals this year. Like, I, I, I firmly believe – I'll put it on record right now, Evan. I think the Georgia Swarm score more than 10 goals every game they play this year. They're going to do that again against the Colorado Mammoth. And I just don't know where the goal scoring is going to come from, from Colorado. So give me the Georgia Swarm down in the dirty south. Give me the Swarm, too. Now, here's a crazy stat for you. Mike Poulin's goals against average is in the fours mm. right now. Pretty good. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd take that. Uh this one is pretty simple, is that if you look at since the Swarm moved to Georgia, I don't know if the road team has ever won a game between these two teams. Really? So give me the home team. Yeah. No, Georgia has lost every game in Colorado as well. So it goes both ways. So um, give me the Swarm there. Okay. The 2-0 and Halifax Thunderbirds mm-hmm. headed to Banditland. Who you got? This is another one of these toughies out of this eight-game slate here, Evan. I'm really conflicted with this one. Halifax has been impressive, but playing in Banditland is always a tough task. And anytime you got 48 in between your pipes, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. I don't think Buffalo lets this one get away from them. I think Halifax is due for a loss. I think the Bandits are due for a win. Give me the Banditos, please. Give me the bandits too. I'm a little concerned about Halifax after that last game, surrendering 12 to Rochester. Um, if they're surrendering 12 to Rochester, they might be surrendering 14 to Buffalo or 15, mm. and I don't think they can possibly come back from that. So give me the bandits. Now we get to the NL game of the week, um, and it is the Riptides home opener 
but they get the Saskatchewan rush. I think your pick's obvious, but who you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even if uh, even if I didn't receive a paycheck uh, from the Saskatchewan rush, Evan, I would be taking the rush in this one. I know it's the game of the week, and it's the Riptide home opener and all the rest of it, but you're talking about a Saskatchewan team that laid an egg in the first half against the New England Black Wolves and have been sitting and stewing on that for the last couple of weeks. And I I think they're going to take the riptide to the woodshed here. And this thing could get ugly, and it could get ugly early, and it could get ugly late as well. Give me the Saskatchewan rush to roll over the riptide. Yeah, I'm taking the rush too. Now, the one downside to the rush, if you look at their record in places like New England and in Georgia, it is not a good record when they go that far out east. But they're playing the riptide. The riptide are still trying to find their identity. I'm taking the rush on this one. Now, here's the one I'm going to persuade you on. Okay. Jay, it okay. is the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, Philadelphia, Calgary. Now, here, let's go back to when we had Kurt Malowski doing his season preview. Mm. This is the this is the game where they are not taking the 6 a.m. flight out of San Diego. They are taking about an 11:30 flight okay. in the hopes they make it back to Calgary in time for the start of the game. They might have a delay of game penalty to start this game. So they're playing the night before. They're literally getting off the plane straight to the arena. Philadelphia, Calgary. Who you got? Uh, let me throw this back to you, Evan, and I'll say this. I will, I, will, I will do this. I will take the opposite of whoever you take if you want to pick first. As much as... Calgary's got this ugly road schedule. I think back to a year ago when Saskatchewan had the same road schedule, arrest of Philadelphia sitting in Saskatchewan, and the rush still prevailed. I will take the Roughnecks. Okay, uh, I, I'll take I'll take the Wings. I think the Wings are due for a real breakout performance here. I don't. I think they're going to get a lot more wins than they got last year after watching them play in their first game. And that travel is an absolute beast for the Roughnecks. I think they're going to win down in San Diego, and I think they're going to come home and they may struggle a little bit, especially without their MVP in the lineup. Give me, I'm going to take Philadelphia in this one, Evan. I'm taking the Wings on the road okay. in Calgary. All right, no, but that's not an easy call because of the circumstances. No, and I, problem, I said right? whoever you take, I will take the opposite. You pick right. first, so I'm a man of my word, Evan. Man of my word. And now here's another one that uh, that should have been easy and now isn't. The zero and two, mm. maybe one and two, or maybe zero and three, San Diego Seals playing their second game of the week at the Rogers Center, but with a day off in between. Seals, Warriors, who you got? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if San Diego flies out the next day. They come in on the Saturday. or I think they have to, right, because it's a 1 o'clock game, and you're not going to fly out the morning of. So they'll get a night in Vancouver. They don't have to change time zones uh, to come up the coast into Van City. But I think Vancouver here, Evan, coming off that win against the Riptide, are feeling pretty good about themselves, and... I don't know. You know how New England has a real home advantage playing on Sundays at the casino? I think Vancouver could turn this into an advantage for them. Maybe Sunday lacrosse at Rogers Arena becomes a thing here in Vancouver, especially if they get the win over San Diego. Who could, well, if my picks go according to plan, could be 0-4 after this coming weekend. 
I am going to take the Warriors at home here. I think they got something cooking coming off that win and a chance to keep that momentum going. So I'm going to take the Warriors at home on Sunday fun day, and I plan to be in attendance to watch that victory, Evan. You know, this was such a tough call. While you were talking, I flipped the coin, and it came up with the Seals. Okay. So I'm taking the Seals just because the coin says so. Okay, so let's recap this because we got eight picks here. I will do it. Tell me if I'm wrong on any of these. Uh, We're both taking New England. I'm taking Calgary. You're taking San Diego. We're both taking Toronto to beat Rochester. We're both taking the Swarm to beat Colorado. We're both taking Buffalo to beat Halifax. We're both taking Saskatchewan to beat the Riptide. You got the Roughnecks. I got the Wings. I got the Warriors. And you got... The Seals. Am I right on all that? That's right. So how many different is that? That's one, two, three. Three. Okay. Okay. So somebody's going to be in the lead. Yes. But indeed. somebody could be in the lead by three. That's somebody could possible. be in the lead by three, two, or one. This is a real and, pivotal. So with all that being said, Evan, I know you haven't posted it up yet, and if you're listening to this and you haven't oh, got your picks in. it's going up as soon as we finish recording. Okay, here. do not wait, ladies and gentlemen. Get your picks in early so it's taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. Again, if you haven't played yet this year, this is the first time you're listening to the podcast. You still have lots of time to catch the leaders. You can also win the weekly prize, and you can just have some fun from week to week as well. Make it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Put something down on it. And uh, make your picks. It takes literally 60 seconds to put in your email and yeah. make your picks. And a couple of things I was going to mention here. First off, the tiebreakers, just so everybody's clear, because there are some te- – everybody's playing at least once, but some teams play twice. It is the team with the most goals in a single game. Now, if you take, say, Calgary, who plays twice, right? You could it could be either game, but – you know, it is one game. It's not a combined total amongst the two. And the same thing with the players. It's an individual yeah. game effort. Just don't take and Miles thing, Jones. Just don't take Miles Jones or Dane Toby. And, and one thing I got to mention here. I mean, if if you are one of those procrastinators with Christmas gift ideas, <laughs> and like it's this, you're by the time you're listening to this, it's 3 p.m. December 24th. There isn't much left open. Seriously, go online to the Warriors website or to any NL team's website. Do your friends a favor, buy them a ticket to a game, and let them experience the NLL in person. That's Great call. one of the best gifts you could Great call. Get. Great call, Evan. Buy yourself some Warriors tickets or whoever, wherever you are in your local market. And then after you're done that, get on PVL.com, buy yourself some supplements, ask them to ship it with a associated label and package on that PVL shipment. And then call up Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Get yourself a pair of Wrangler jeans and a Storm Rider jean jacket to go along with it. And then and then if you want to build a house, you can call up G. Wilson Construction as well. I think that's the way uh, we just thanked our sponsors here on Lax Classes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of news and notes uh, before we let you go here on episode 59 talked about the Mitski signing. I wanted to bring up, and, and you kind of brought it up with Kinnear in, in Colorado, the amount of rookies that scored their first ever goal in the National Cross League this weekend. There was only two games, but there was like a handful of guys that was like, okay, go grab the ball, like Craig, Kinnear, Peterson. I know there's more, um, but it's such a – like to watch guys score their first goal in the NLL, is su- it's such a thrill to see how much it means to them. 
Yeah, because you never know if you're going to get a second, right? And and when you were a kid, that was your hope was you'd actually make the NLL. So it's kind of your I've arrived moment, right? Absolutely. And uh, I, I found it pretty funny that Robert Hope, who <laughs> does not score a lot of goals, couldn't even really remember if that was his first goal or not. That's what. That's when you know you don't score a lot, when you can't even remember your first goal. Last thing I want to mention, I don't know if you got anything you want to get in, Evan, but last thing I got is the Emily Goss update. And, and it's more good news here for, for Emily. She was featured on CTV News and, and Global. Uh, she's home for the holidays. She's going to be sleeping in her own bed for Christmas, waking up with her family on Christmas morning. Her progress continues to just blow everybody's mind away on how far she has come in such a short amount of time. And I kind of feel, and, and people may be wondering why, why I continue to update this story. It's, well... Not only are the Gosses uh, good friends of mine and, and a big part of the lacrosse community here in British Columbia, but uh, I just I kind of feel like me doing this is my way of creating positive energy and healing thoughts for Emily as she goes through this battle. But uh, she was, the, you know, in, the, in this news story that she was out playing catch with her dad. She wants to be playing lacrosse a year from now, continuing her rehab. It's it's absolutely incredible for to think about. What could have been six months ago? I mean, they were saying she was never going to walk, never going to talk, maybe not even live. And here she is walking and talking and fighting her ass off to get better. So I just kind of feel like me giving everybody an update here from week to week, from time to time is my way of kind of helping that cause along. And the last thing for me, um, you had mentioned briefly last week, I finally crossed the thousand mark. Oh, yeah. My Twitter followers and... You know, it's always the first thousand that is the most difficult to get. And I, ha- I got to thank everybody out there that, especially if those that, start, you know, followed me from the very beginning. And I have to say, when I started Random Thoughts, it was a little over whoops, three years ago now I started that. Um, I honestly expected that 20 people might pick it up and I was just going to help some Rush fans understand the game a bit better. And to have seen in that first article 3,000 readers, I was blown away. And like to have this big of a blog every week and this big of a podcast every week was never even fathomable. And it's all those readers and all those listeners out there that are the re- the reason that I still do this. And I got to thank every one of you. Well, there you go. Uh, and thanks for putting it out, Evan, because it's one of my favorite reads every time that you, you pump it out. And, and while we're at it, um, you know, follow Evan at Shemlax. You can follow me at PXP for Sports. The show is at Lax Class on Twitter, Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. But I, I want to give a thanks out to to Matt Anderson and everybody, Connor Wilson, Jeff Brunel, everybody at Lacrosse All Stars for all the help and efforts that they put into posting up the podcast and promoting it week after week. To you, the the listener, for checking it out every single week. Uh, obviously you, the listener are what keeps this podcast going. So we appreciate you more than you'll ever know to our sponsors. Of course, PVL powered by PVL G Wilson construction, Stampede tech and Western Wear, the Vancouver warriors and associated labels and packaging for your continued support. That is also what keeps this podcast going. And, uh, to you, Evan, for, for all your hard work, man, I know this is a bit of a labor of love for you. And, and I honestly, I could not do this without you and, and all the time and effort that you put into doing who you got and the Google docs and the, the summaries and all the rest of, you know, the, your, all your social media and everything that you do 
for the podcast as well. It does not go unnoticed, and uh, I can't thank you enough for that. I hope you have a, a fabulous Merry Christmas and a safe and happy holiday with your family. Yes, Merry Christmas to you. I'm on a bit of an extended holiday, but I'm still here every Monday when we record, so that it's still no time off. But, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, give uh, the girlfriend and the, and the child the uh, my uh, my warmest uh, uh, Christmas wishes, and I will see you close to New Year's. You bet. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, December the 30th, with another big show, and we'll see... Who's who and who's what uh, after eight big games coming up this weekend. Uh, That's it for Robert Hope and Brad Challoner. Thanks for stopping by the program. And we mentioned all our sponsors. And now we got to go. Thanks for listening to episode 59 of Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. For the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.